be back. It's been a while since we recorded. If you listened to our last episode, thankfully we were able to record that before, you know, everything with Corona got too serious. So we haven't recorded in a while. Yeah, it's been like a month, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that's a long time. I think I, a month. I think the best thing as like new podcasters or like people who are just starting podcasts in general, something to do is definitely record your podcast early because you just never know what um can happen because that's what happened with us like we had recorded episodes way earlier so we just like were good for a month you know since we like release our episodes every other week so definitely record your episodes early because you really just never know what can happen yeah because that saved us a month of having to like you know go back and forth and trying to figure out it took us a while to figure out how we were going to record without being with each other so that month of having pre-recorded stuff definitely helped us and helped that transition and hopefully you know they just announced the phases so hopefully we'll be able to get together sooner rather than later to record i'm hoping what so it's may almost june i'm hoping by the end of june beginning of july we'll be able to record back to normal yeah i want us to get back to doing our recording face-to-face i miss tati's face expressions (laughs) <laughs> I know the interaction is just so much better in person than like over the phone. But you know, we're phone, still yeah. doing what we gotta do to you know put out content for you guys. Thank you guys for still supporting. Um, yes, yeah. Thank so you guys you. for tuning in. You guys have been so supportive still through um, the virus, coronavirus. Like I understand everyone's schedule is a little bit different, but you guys are still tuning in every time we drop a new episode, and we couldn't appreciate any anymore. And you guys are tuning into the lives. Ever since coronavirus has happened, we you know, wanted to find a different way to be interactive. Because me and Ellie personally, like my podcast listening game has been low because yes. even though I'm still working, but still it's just different. Like sometimes I'm just too stressed from work. I usually listen to podcasts in the car. Right. I'm still driving to work, but things just have changed. Yeah, that's what so. I'm saying. I'm so surprised how much you guys have been tuning in. Like myself, I will be honest, I haven't really tuned in to any of my podcasts since Mm -hmm. the coronavirus because most of the time I'm listening to my podcast on my way to work or coming back from work like Tati said and I usually listen to them when I'm at work but just at home it's just like I'm still getting I'm still trying to get used to working from home and like think so much is going on still at home so I just don't feel as comfortable listening to the podcast and working so I'm gonna have to do a lot of catching up soon but thank you guys for still putting us in your schedule um during this time exactly we really appreciate it um so since the last time we recorded we've done we had our man crush monday live on monday yes that went really well that went really really well yes yes yes. so basically for the man crush monday we had a few contestants that are single single as meaning that nobody can claim you amen Um, um, so we had the we had we to- we put out you know alerts saying if you're single let us know um, we want to do a man crush Monday so we had contestants come and tell us that they're interested um, and we you know they sent us information about themselves and then we you know set it on the on our live and you know we had some ladies that were really interested in some of our contestants and we also mm-hmm. had some contestants too that were on there that um, were interested in some ladies. 
So I hope that we made the connection between you guys and we look forward to doing this again since it went so well. And we are going to do a Woman Crush Wednesday. So um, if any of the ladies are listening, please go follow us on our Instagram if you're not already following us. And um, this is where you'll see us um, putting the announcement of when we'll start, when we'll do Women Crush Wednesday. And I feel like this one's going to be really good because it's like, a lot of girls will probably enter to be, you know, and you know, your host may be in there too. We may just, you know, happen to be one of the contestants. Who knows? Who knows? Tati's gonna be in it, maybe. Uh, oh, so Ellie, are you not? So oh, I no, I, I, I'm gonna probably, probably, I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna be there. Are you, are you gonna be a contestant? But like, honestly, like the things I'm gonna say, people are gonna know it's me. It didn't have to, sis. It's okay. It don't matter. It don't matter. You single. It don't matter. We just gonna throw ourselves in the mix. They don't need to know which consistent we are. We just gonna throw ourselves in the mix. Add a little razzle dazzle to the group. All right, we're gonna gonna do. All right, we'll change up some of the questions so they won't let me know that it's exactly. So any questions y'all want us to ask the ladies for the woman crush Wednesday? Let us know because we had some recommendations last time, so we'll keep those in. But let us know. Yeah, this is gonna be exciting. I love, I love doing the lives. Um, our listeners and um followers on Instagram have been, you know, tuning in. So I know, yeah, I we know. love I it. Be, even when things go back to normal, the lives may become a little bit more consistent on our page. The way it's been going, it's been going good. So we'll yeah. see, we'll see. Until we got, we can give you guys that YouTube channel so you guys can see our face expressions. Um, the live guys, that's coming. But Corona really just done messed it up. <laughs> that, like we had a plan and everything. Corona really just stopped that. But it's in the works, you know. I'm praying by the end of this year, definitely. Um, if anybody is really good when it comes to like, um, Facebook, um, YouTube, like, please hit us yeah, up because Tati and I need up. we need help with that. So, yeah. if you're, if I you mean, we started work... this from the bottom and we worked our way up. But if we don't got to start from the bottom with the YouTube, that would be nice. Yeah, that would be really you, nice. If you want to work with the girlfriend's guide, please reach out to us. Let us know. Yeah, that'd be great. All the effort. Yes. So, wow, this episode is probably going to be long because we six minutes in and that was just a catch up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So um, today's topic, you know, we're going to hit a little topic that everyone, I believe, especially girls and guys, but, you know, we all can relate to. We're going to talk about how it is, you know, to be, if we're still insecure, what is being insecure? Has it affected our lives? And things like that. This is something I feel like everyone walking this earth has some type of insecurity. And for some, it could be worse than others where it hinders their life a little bit more. So you're just going to hear um, Ellie's and I, I's input in how we deal with our insecurities and if we've overcame them and things like that. Okay. So for our meme of the week, I don't know if you guys have seen this. And if you haven't, it will be posted up on our page, our story when this episode drops. It's a picture of a little kitten, right? And then in the like right above the kitten, it says me being trapped. And then the cat is stuck in like a Pringles box. And then the Pringles <laughs> box is my insecurity. So huh. you're a poor little kitten trapped and stuck. And literally, when you see it, it's like its head. It's the only thing that's out of this can because it's stuck. Yeah. So yeah. it's me being trapped in my insecurities. And then when I saw that, I was just like, this is this is the truth. Because sometimes it's like you are so stuck in what you're afraid of and so mm-hmm. stuck in the negatives in your life that you literally, it's suffocating you. Yeah. And that leads to anxiety. Like, you literally cannot move and you can't breathe. And it's just kind of like, 
there's nothing to do but just sit and be miserable and think about all the negatives you see in yourself that and to be honest a lot of the insecurities we have in ourselves it's just self-inflicting like we see it but other people don't see it right right and there isn't a person among us who doesn't have insecurities some are just better at dealing with it or Mm -hmm. some of them are just really good at hiding it and a lot of times Mm -hmm. we're really stuck in our head with it and I remember reading something that said that um most like women um they like I think it was like either 40 or 50 or 50 percent of women are just like um they hear like these things or they keep telling themselves every day of how good they're not or like um they're not good enough or like they they Mm. they like they have like hurtful self um critical thoughts so whether it's like oh I'm too fat or like my ass is too small or um mm-hmm. um or my stomach's too big or like i'm not good enough or will anybody ever love me like we have so many um self critical thoughts yeah. and these self critical thoughts can really impact us and really just just really create these like self doubts and like mm-hmm. lack of self love and it's just it's just not good but it's something that we have to learn to um to live with and most of those thoughts really come from early age like things that you might have experienced at an early age like people either telling you you're fat if you were bullied or people telling you that um your ass like your butt is too small maybe a guy told you your butt is too small or you know something like that and it really carried on through like later on in life and it stays with you so I know that we'll talk about this later on of like how do you really um, overcome your insecurities or do you ever overcome them or do do your insecurities just stay with you? So speaking of that, Ellie, you hit right on the little icebreaker. And like I said, Ellie doesn't know what these icebreakers are, but she basically hit the nail on the head. Okay, surprise me. What we doing? (laughs) What we doing? So the icebreaker, I'm going to ask you two questions. So first one, what's an insecurity that you once had that you can now say you overcame? Hmm, that's a good one um an insecurity that I had that I overcame I don't think I overcame it but mm-hmm. I think that I learned to um to just like live with it and to mm-hmm. keep working on it so I don't okay. know if you guys heard of um I don't think if you guys tune in and listen to episode um I don't know the episode number. I forgot. But it's so pretty... many at this point, sis. <laughs> it was pretty, it's pretty for dark-skinned girls. So um, so when I was younger, I always received, like, um, negative comments about my skin tone. Mm-hmm. And those were negative comments from either um, men that I, little boys, because we were young. I was, like, mm-hmm. I was, like, 11 or 12 or 13. Um, guys that I actually knew and they always make comments like, oh, you're so dark, you're so black. And that kind of made me feel insecure because then it's kind of like, oh, like they don't like me because of my skin. Oh, they prefer mm-hmm. a girl that's more lighter than me. And that kind of like um, went on to like high school because going to a school where it's like mostly um, Caucasians, you know, mm-hmm. the guys are not checking for you. And then it's like, it wasn't until um, college where I really learned to like, you're beautiful. Like there's so many beautiful um, dark skinned girls out here that are pretty just like you. And I really had to build myself. And I remember we did that exercise on the um, self love where you really have to just um, self um, 
evaluate yourself and really just tell yourself how beautiful you are. And that's how I and just still today, sometimes I I I I look at myself and I'm like, oh, like, you know, we talked about how like sometimes we there's like the preferences. Um Mm -hmm. dark skinned men, um, not dark skinned men, but just black men in general, just like how they um see dark skinned women and light skinned women. So it's like still today it's kinda like, oh, um, maybe he won't like me because of my skin, but then I have to really tell myself if he really likes me, then he's gonna like me because of me, right? Amen. And I'm in that, in that I'm beautiful. So that's an insecurity that I, I, I had, and that um, I had to just learn to like live with. Mm-hmm. I haven't overcome it, but I think I'm so much. I've accepted who I am, and I, I love the skin that I'm in. But there's times where it's kind of like, oh. I wish my skin was be- not my skin tone, but I wish my skin was clear. You know, if you like mm-hmm. have pimples and stuff like that. So it's just like more of like being comfortable in who I am and not needing approval from somebody else to tell me how beautiful my skin is. But knowing myself that my skin is beautiful. Can you see? I think that means you did overcome it. I you- think getting to that point of like, oh, OK, my melanin, period. That's it. I'm it. You know what I mean? I think because me knowing you, I don't ever remember like hearing you say like damn I'm too dark or damn like you know what I mean? I'm not gonna go out in the sun or I'm not gonna wear that color because of I'm this but there was there was there a was point a yeah yeah there was probably, a time yeah. there was a time where I'd be like oh I'm not gonna stay in the sun because I mm-hmm. but now I'm gonna stay that's in the what sun. I'm saying so I feel like you did over even I mean because we all have insecurities in terms of skin of like especially being black and we're like yeah we get a pimple it kind of leaves a darker mark it doesn't just go away so like I feel like we all deal with that but I truly do believe you've overcome that, Ellie. I, I do. I don't think oh, you... Yeah. Okay, all right. I mean, we all have those moments, but I, I really do. Like, you, I've never... We've, we've been we've known each other since 2013. I don't think I've ever looked at you and be like, damn, I know she's not going to do this because of her skin color, or I know she's not going to wear this because she's going to be insecure right, right. about her color. So I think, give yourself that credit, sis. Thanks, Tati. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I do okay I do have to give myself credit that yes I've learned over the years to really just um build myself up and like see um how beautiful my skin is to really love the skin that I'm in and that's why whenever I see another um younger dark-skinned woman I really just tell them oh my gosh you're so beautiful I love I just because you really don't know what they're going through, especially mm-hmm. younger generation. I really just like, oh my goodness, you're so beautiful. Oh my, I love your skin, and I compliment, I compliment other dark skinned women more, mm-hmm. only because I know the struggle that I personally went through, and I, I I'm sure they um, went mm-hmm. through when they're younger. So hearing it more, even though I say you don't need approval, but it's always good to uplift each other. It's always good, and they don't hear it enough because of what society you know the way it is but I think it's definitely good to always do that uplift them especially when you know they're the ones who not necessarily need it the most but like I said they don't get it the most and they're 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 as deserving as everyone else right exactly what about you oh okay is there a second one there's a second question it was just gonna be what's an insecurity and I'll answer them too what's an insecurity that you're um still facing today that you haven't overcame an insecurity mm. I think um, an insecurity that I'm still facing today I really don't see it much as an insecurity but sometimes mm-hmm. just based on social media um, I, I'm skinny 
and mm-hmm. I it's something more of like I've been trying to gain weight for like the longest time of my life she has she has <laughs> and like if I was to gain like five pounds I'm like yes I'm that excited and um it's like I eat so much but still can't gain weight so yeah. um and then I see other I'm like oh I want to be thick I want to be thick and it's mm-hmm. just like manifesting it we have a great friend that talked about manifesting your weight and that's something you know I've been doing shout out to mm-hmm. Ashley <laughs> so um it's it it makes me feel insecure when I do see other girls how thick they are but at the same time I need to love the body that I'm in because it's still beautiful and um I also there was a time where I didn't like that I'm flat chested and you see other girls that have that have big boobs right Mm -hmm. and it's kind of like but now I feel like that's another thing probably another insecurity I would say I overcome more I'm like oh I love I like that I'm flat chested or like Mm -hmm. I like that but those were comments that the only reason why it only became a problem and I it was in my head is because other people were saying it that's why it's really important what other people say to you but it's different. It's like you can joke around and be like, oh, you're, you're, you got nothing. But it's different when, depending how you say it, because it, it really can get into the person's yeah, head. Right? Or who says it. Right. Because yeah, that's, that was an insecurity for you at one point. But me, I'm over here like, damn, if I could just wear no bra and still have my girl sitting up, oh Lord, I would love it. So it's just so funny. Like one person's insecurity, another person wishes they had. Right. And then it's like, so- <laughs> when you have someone be like, oh, you're so skinny. It's like the, pe- the, the tone. It's like, yeah, and then it's the like, what's matters. wrong with me? And it's yeah. kind of like, then you're like, there's nothing wrong with me. Everybody has their different shape. Everyone has their different size. Mm-hmm. You just really have to learn that they're body in it. Because a lot of times I realize that a lot of times when people make comments like that, it's because they're also insecure themselves, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and they either want to be um, either the size they're in or they have their own insecurities that they're dealing with and they want to bring you down. And again, it's not okay to do that. Instead, I think it's important for us to uplift each other because you don't know what insecurity they're going to through and you don't know what insecurity I'm going through. So why bring each other down when you can just uplift each other and help us and help each other um, learn to love ourselves and live and live and overcome our insecurities. Mm-hmm. And I really like, not like, I like the insecurity you said, like, but the one, I just feel like a lot of people who are, people who are bigger have a hard time seeing how someone who is quote unquote skinny could be insecure about that. Right. But it's like everyone has their insecurities. So I exactly. I can't say your insecurity is not valid because what your insecurity is, I wish I had because I see it as a positive. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I said, we're our own biggest critics. So a lot of these insecurities, some of them come from us when other people are looking at you like, you're completely fine. What are you right. complaining about? And it's not fair to do that either. It's not fair to downplay someone's insecurity just because you wish you had that or just because you don't understand that. Everyone walks through life with their own insecurities and their own pain. And mm-hmm. it's not up to us to judge them for that. Right. And when so, I think about it now that we're talking about insecurities, I feel like there's a lot of insecurities that I had growing up that um, I would, now that you've talked about overcoming, like, I think that I overcame my um, my insecurities. There was a time I, I think I was insecure about either my lips, like I thought, because it, like, again, it's, it's really based off what people really say. Yeah. And, and like how people really say things. I think it was like, oh, your lips are so big. And it's kind of like, all right okay and then it made you feel insecure or like mm-hmm. if someone makes oh um i i have a audi 
um, belly button. Mm-hmm. So it's like I didn't like for the longest time, even through college, I didn't like wearing um, either crop tops or I don't like wearing bathing suits because I have an Audi. So it's not the typical like, oh, I have um, a belly piercing that's cute yeah. like other yeah. girls, right? But I have an Audi. But then I, as I got older, like through, mind you, I said um, college, right? So mm-hmm. I think it was even after college, right? I saw um, an Instagram um influencer her name is like imported chocolate and mm-hmm. she has like the most beautiful like her body is beautiful like she works out she takes care of her body right and she has an Audi and it was like through seeing her embrace it was like Aww. you know girl you Go need ahead. to embrace it too yeah and like it doesn't matter how it looks you just as long as you know that you look good that's all can I so, say insecurity I'm- that I know you overcame that I've noticed what? you never used to wear shorts I know (laughs) that is true so I never used to wear shorts because I didn't like um my stretch marks Mm -hmm. so um and those were again I remember when I was in middle school I used to wear skorts and people used to call me zebra legs right Mm -hmm. um and as much as it didn't hurt because these were actually my friends yeah um and people I'm still friends with today and they're saying it as a joke like oh zebra legs zebra legs Mm -hmm. um but it actually hurt and I didn't like that people would think my legs look like zebra because of my stretch marks yeah um so um I didn't like wearing shorts because I didn't want other people to see it and make fun of it but guess what nowadays huh. everyone wants everyone wants stripes mm, everybody period. wants stripes period sis you've so been a, part of that club a long time ago I'm gonna rock my stripes all right I'm gonna rock them <laughs> yeah because now you'll see Ellie in shorts you'll see Ellie in skirts and bathing suits and stuff like that so I'm like good for you yeah you know it doesn't you you don't really sit and think about all the insecurities you actually over payment so it's important to actually take the time to actually like I would say congrat yourself like yes be happy of what you overcome definitely Mm -hmm. that's good so now I have to answer these two or you want to continue go ahead (laughs) I want to hear them Okay, so insecurity, I feel like that I have overcame. I feel like there was a long time. I feel, no, I feel like just actually high school. When I started high school, because I was always, I was in the same school from kindergarten to eighth grade. So it was like, I was always with the same people. So when going into high school, and I'm an only child, and my mom didn't let me out. Like, I only had a few select friends. Like I like Exactly. School, so kinda like, home, and church. <laughs> church. So going to high school, meeting all these new people, like I didn't know how to interact. Like I really did not know who I was. I didn't. I didn't know how to fit it in. It was awkwardly like social. Awkwardly social. I was socially awkward. I socially awkward. Yes, I was socially awkward. Tati, and if you guys yeah. know Tati, I'm shocked because Tati because Tati can go anywhere now and Tati be like. Tati's here, not Tati's here, but like <laughs> she'll blend in with whatever's going on, whatever yeah. conversation. Yeah, I will. So, but back then I was not like I did not know how to act. I was awkward. I didn't know who I was. Anything. And then I, you know, shout out to my best friend Stacy and Trisha, who I met in high school, because even though I was a socially awkward girl, who like I had friends, but still I was I didn't fit in. I feel like they saw beyond that and still like saw me for Aww. me even when I didn't know who I was and we're best friends till this day over 10 years of friendship and the fact that they were able to see that and didn't judge me for that transitional stage that I was going through because at that time like I said I was socially awkward and then at that time my parents were separated 
towards the end of my freshman year of high school. So then that brought on a whole different set of like identity and like personal issues. And now I have to go to school and act like everything's mm-hmm. normal. So that high school was a lot. I think I got comfortable in high school, junior going on senior year. And then I would say even in college in a little bit, I was still like, at that point, I was in a relationship. So, like, I had friends, but I was kind of more to myself and more doing my own thing. And she, I would that's say what was she when I became. I just yeah, want to say when that. I became. You know, <laughs> I saw beyond that awkward social girl. I was like, I know who she is. I'm going to bring that. I'm going to bring that 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 girl out. That tattoo out. Done. And that's so what I said. So, when I became roommates with Ellie, mm-hmm. junior year of college the real me definitely started to come out and that continued to senior year because I was still roommates with Ellie. You know, I refused to let her stay in her room. I was like, Tati, <laughs> we going out. Tati, we doing this. So, yeah. So I would definitely say, like Ellie said, I've overcame that because now you take me out. I'm I'm very adaptable. I'm going to go with the vibes. It's not like I'm going to be like, oh, I don't know. Like I people, my presence is known, not in like an obnoxious way, but I've become so comfortable in my skin and so comfortable in who I am. Sis has a whole podcast, of course. There you go. That's a good point. That's a good point. That's a really good point. So I've become so comfortable in who I am. And because I've known, I now know myself. That, that little girl from high school who was like, I don't know how to act. Should I act this way around this person, that way around yes. that person is no longer here. So I've definitely mm-hmm. overcame that. Because I literally would go and be like, damn, like, oh, people are looking at me. Oh, my God. Like, what, how do I seem? Like, how do what, what do I need to say? Do I need to act this way? Like, that would go through mm-hmm. my mind. And now I'm just like, this is me. Take it or leave it. This right. Is who I am. And people genu- generally seem to enjoy who I am. So... Yeah, I'm really proud of myself for that. Like I said, sometimes you don't notice these things until you take a step back and you you just think about life and you're like, wow, I've done so much or mm-hmm. I've overcame so much. Um, I would say insecurity that I'm still struggling. Struggling is a strong word. I would say I'm still dealing with is that ever since I was little, I've always been a bigger girl, taller girl, heavier girl. And that insecurity honestly doesn't come from myself. It comes from my family. And if we're, you guys, yes, know, we're like I said, it's your close, it's your people you it, know. Yeah. And you know, we're all Haitian and we know Haitians, there's no filter, there's no nothing. No filter. So I just, oh Lord, I just remember just always just being around my aunts and my older cousins. It's just like little comments or little looks would always be made. And my dad, for those who don't know my dad, my dad was fat. Like, he was a big... And, and I don't even say that in a rude way. He was just a big, fat guy. Mm-hmm. Then he just all of a sudden just decided to lose weight. Nigga lost mad weight. Became very, <laughs> very skinny. Like, so I don't like him skinny. I think this is... Oh, this is going to sound weird. But you know how people say girls always go after people like their guys? Like yeah. their dads? Yeah. I don't want the fat version of when my dad was fat. But when my dad lost weight, he became too skinny. I don't want that. But now he became he became like a healthy weight for him. Mm-hmm. That's what I want. That's why I, I can't do skinny guys. Mm-hmm. I don't want huge, huge guys. I want that healthy, thick. Damn, yes. That's... No, no. It's okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, 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 that sounds that's... a little weird saying No, it's not weird. But I because, get it now. Because I think about it personality-wise. I want a man to have the same personality as my dad. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So, my dad was always heavier. And that was like, oh, you're going to be like your dad. You're going to be like your dad. So growing up hearing that, and I remember there was one Thanksgiving, me and my cousin, because we were like the bigger kids, and like we purposely did not eat during Thanksgiving until everyone left because we didn't want to feel judged. What? Just yeah. because of your 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 family? It be your own family. It be your own. It be family, your own dog. family. That's sad. That is really sad. 
Mm. Those, and the thing is that those <laughs> criticism, this happened since you were young, but those criticism stay in your head. It's no, it stays with me. I it don't know stays what episode in your I head said. and it doesn't go away. So the thing is like now, how do you how do you overcome it? Because it's been with you for all these years. And I don't know because I I forgot what episode it was. I think maybe the self love or I don't know, 2020, whatever. And I was like, I go in a room, like before, like I said, before I used to go in a room, analyze, how should I talk? How should I act? Now I go in a room, analyze, damn, am I the biggest person in this room? Or people looking like, oh, there's that fat girl, like dead ass. That goes through my mind. Mm -hmm. And that's all stemmed from my Haitian family from when I was younger. Mm -hmm. And I feel like now I definitely have become more comfortable in my weight and how I look. And like, you know, like before I never used to wear crop tops. I never used to What's wear this. Be rocking, to... Granted, I, I rock them. Do I always feel the most comfortable? Sometimes That's... yes and sometimes no. But I push myself to like but... just show like you are beautiful. You can wear this. Can I say something? Yeah. I didn't see that you started to be more open and more relaxed with yourself after one of after your long term relationship. Yeah, I think that gave me a push too to be like well bitch you I remember I remember we were going to New York and you sent me an outfit you're like oh this is what I'm wearing I was like Tati what this is <laughs> yeah. what you're wearing get out okay I support it yeah I support it so I've definitely become a lot more comfortable in how I look but it's still something I struggle with like my mind still goes to that when I walk in the room but I've gotten a trainer I've lost 13 pounds since I started, which is like, okay, it's only 13, but that 13 is a big 13 for me. So I'm going to take it and I'm continuing with it. And I just think the only way I can, I don't know if it's something I'll ever overcome, but the only way I can deal with it is just by knowing that I'm making the improvements that I need to Mm -hmm. make before I used to be like, well, I think I'm fat. Oh, well, I'm going to keep eating versus now I'm like, I'm watching what I eat. I'm like, you know. I, there's outfits I want to wear, but like, yo, you can't get to this goal. We're gonna get there. You can't mm-hmm. wear this and working out and stuff. So I just feel like you just, I just have to keep going and keep pushing, and like, don't let people bring you down because people are assholes. It'd be, and it'd be, story. and it'd be your own. Like I said, you'd be your people. own family. I feel like, I feel like when you are, when it's your inner voices, like you really self criticizing yourself. I feel like that's easier to overcome Um, compared to when it's your families or your close friends. You're a psychologist out here, (laughs) Tim. That is so true. And when it be your own friends or your close family, like all through your life, like it stays with you. It started when you were young, your family's telling Mm -hmm. you things that stays with you. And the the thing is that I don't believe like that's harder to overcome, actually. That is. That actually that stays with, even when you try to overcome it, you hear that inner thought. And you know what's worse? I think that becomes, th- think about it. Your inner thoughts are just you. Your self-criticizing mm-hmm. yourself. Your self-criticism is only you. Things that you made up in, about yourself, right? But mm-hmm. now you have, on the other side, your family um, criticizing you. And now your family criticizing you becomes your inner self mm-hmm. Um critical thoughts so now you have both so yeah. now it's like how do you overcome both like your your family's criticism and your self-criticism and you know building together so crazy patients are so hypocritical because now it's a situation if i want to eat healthy or i'm like oh if i go to my husband, oh they offered me kfc the other day and i was like oh no it's okay i'm trying to lose weight lose weight for what you're fine and i'm just like 
when I but... ate too much when I was younger, that was a problem. But now when I'm trying to care about my health, it's like, no, you don't need to do that. And it's like, bro, mm-hmm. make up, a, p- pick a side and stand, please. <laughs> pick a side because you, you're confusing the hell out of me. That's why point. it's really important. Like, I can't, I can't stress it enough how, like, the people who are close to you, be careful what you say to them. Because, like, uh-huh. um, even when people, like, when parents are like, ooh, suck. I'm saying this in Creole because it sounds hurtful in Creole. <laughs> Usa, that means you stupid. Like when parents say that to mm-hmm. your kids, as much as you don't think that's hurtful, it's hurtful. And it might, and you know, that actually stays with like, um, for with kids for the rest of their life. That's They'll go into school thinking that they're stupid. They'll go into their growing life, think that they're, they're, they're stupid. This is why people need therapy. Yeah. That ass. This is why I need therapy. Cause I remember one time I came home from college and my mom, oh, I love my mother so much. And Haitian, and here's the thing with Haitians, you can take it personal, but at the same time, it's not like you can't, but it's like, that's just who, I don't want to use this in the tooth, but that's just who they are. They're not saying it to hurt you, they're just saying it to let you know. At, the, at that point, I was in a relationship. And then she was like, oh, such and such. Like, homeboy doesn't tell you you're getting too big. That's basically what she mentioned. Homeboy doesn't tell you you're gaining weight. And I was just like, no and i'm just like damn okay well maybe i am and it's college of course i was i gained the most weight i did in college that i'm still trying to get off now but i'm just like why are you t- not not why are you saying this because you care but who raised you to speak this way mm-hmm. <laughs> like who raised you to like as my mother as my mother topics like that as my mother i want you to at least tell me like you know like my mom like there's certain ways my mom would say things i'm like oh that's hurtful wow you know <laughs> But you know, as my mom, I appreciate you saying it. But I just wish yeah. you said it a certain way, right? you know. Like, let's be a little. And the thing is, with Haitians, they can be delicate because when they're trying to impress people, especially the one blunt, they fix that English up. Yes, and please, they know how to say what they want to say. But when it comes to you, their own kid, you would think they have no sensitivity training whatsoever. Yeah, and it's like they know what to say and how to say it. They just choose not to. Right, and I, it's just. It's just like growing up in general, there's so many kids that these insecurities have just been building up since they're young. Mm-hmm. So now you have to just learn how to either live with these insecurities and learn how to overcome them so you can just like love yourself and be your better self. Exactly. We, we, and, can't, we can't live life. And these insecurities, these insecurities can affect um, friendships and your relationship. Definitely. Oh, definitely. Because then sometimes, depending on the, you know what I've noticed, girls deal with insecurities in terms of, like you said, their inner thoughts, or even based off what other people say, but they deal with them. Versus guys, I feel like with their insecurities, they project them. Mm. Like, I feel like, but then sometimes girls do it too. I like sometimes a girl who's insecure with how she looks, she'll always think that her man is checking someone out because that's how she feels. But I also feel like with guys, if they feel like they're not good enough, they project that on you by trying to make sure you don't become better, better. than them. Mm-hmm. They want to keep you stationary mm-hmm. because they feel like they're stationary. Mm-hmm. Oh, damn. Mm-hmm. Inse- that's, deep. That's, mm, that's deep. That's Sec- deep. Insecurities hmm. can really affect a relationship. Not even just you. Yeah, just the people around you. And it's like, just like when girls, like, I, you know, girls too actually I can't even say like I said guys project girls project because there's a lot of girls yes, who some have girls. friends 
who your friends really not rooting for you because of their own insecurities. Securities. And because Ooh. of their insecurities, they will try to bring you down. Amen. They'll try yeah. to bring you down. And because they see that you're, they're either not where they need to be um, and you're moving in life, they'll try to bring you down and try to keep you where you are, where, where you, um, where they are. Yes. Oh, I saw, I saw a quote today that said, um, just speaking about friends, I saw a quote today that said that in Mark, um, Jesus healed the paralyzed man because of mm-hmm. his friends. His friends had faith. Yeah. And um, and it, it's like, what what about your friend? Like, you know, yeah, you, like who you keep around you, who you keep important. around. And that really that really that really um, that really had me thinking like, wow, like it's really important who you keep around you and who really not only with like just in gen- just in general with faith, but like who uplifts you who wants Mm -hmm. to make you better who pushes you and who even when you're going through your insecurities but doesn't use your insecurities against you that's important because there's some people with insecurities and they use them against you to either bring you down or even at your lowest points they try to bring your insecurities against you and that is just that's a form of abuse that's a that form is. of abuse. And a lot of girls that I not in not in my experience, thank God, my circle is Yeah, really good. I have I have I but I think I think I'm a person that knows I'm pretty good. My radar is really good on who I associate myself with. Yeah. And yeah. for the longest time in my life, I don't think I can ever say I've had a bad friend experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think I always make some good friend um choices when it comes to friends, but there are some people I do I see that I'm just like come on come on Uh, because there's these stories about girls who be like yeah my best friend slept with my boyfriend and i'm just like how and i feel like it's those girls who are so insecure and just be like telling their friends oh you don't look good in that or why are you wearing that or you look fat in that and it's girls like that who who treat their friends like that who are the ones who are the most insecure and once again they project their insecurities onto others to make themselves feel better mm-hmm. and then this is why people need therapy because if you don't get your insecurities in check that will you, you will have no friendships no relationships you'll live a miserable life because all you're doing is trying to make yourself feel better by tearing people down with the same things that tear you down at night mm-hmm. and, and i i think it's important for people to also know how to not um it's like how to not bring up their insecurities to bring somebody down. For example, like mm-hmm. if I know that I'm insecure about um, my body, like I'm trying to get thick and I also have another skinny friend, but I'm just like, oh my gosh, I'm so skinny. But my, uh, my other friend's skinny too. Like, you know, mm-hmm. that can also affect like you projecting mm-hmm. your insecurities can actually like have the other person thinking, oh, my insecurity, like, oh, this could probably be wrong with me too. Like, you know, yes. so Ooh, it's important. Ellie. It's important mm-hmm. to not project your insecurities depending on the person. Because like I said, there's some people who have, everyone has insecurities. And there's some people who yeah. have insecurities, but they do a really good job hiding it. So just mm-hmm. just make sure that you're not projecting insecurities onto other people. Yes. By Definitely. not even, but you don't even have to say you are, but just saying I am might mm-hmm. project that insecurity. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I feel like a lot of people don't think about that. And it's like, I can, devil's advocate, it's like, anyone, even like, we, you shouldn't say bad things about yourself, but we're human. Everyone should have the right to be like, oh, I look this way, oh, I look that way. But at the same time, just be aware of who you're saying. That's like me saying, 
oh my gosh, like I'm so dark, I'm disgusting because I'm dark. Mm-hmm. And then you have and another then I have friend that's dark. My friends who are darker than me standing right next to me. Right. What does that say? Come on. Like, what does that come say? On. Like, let's, come on. Let's be a little bit smarter. Like, I could say, yo, like, oh, I'm not having a good skin day. Like, or like me, I say it all, this, all the time. Like, every time I get pimples, it leaves a dark mark on my face. Does that annoy me? Yes. Not because it's necessarily a dark mark. It's just like, I just want my face to be more of an even tone. If my face was darker, I would want my face to be all a dark tone. If my face was lighter, right. I would want my face to be all, I just want my face to be even. Mm-hmm. So me saying that versus me saying my that's, skin is that's disgusting. More of, I wouldn't really say that's like more of insecure. That's more of like skincare like you yeah you're taking care of your skin exactly right. so it's just like people just need to watch what, what they, they say, say and, and that, who they say it around. that brings me to parents again even parents like a mom um and you have a younger daughter if you're like oh my gosh you're looking in the mirror oh my gosh i'm so fat or like mm-hmm. you're depending what you say to yourself too can you can project that insecurity onto your child yes Ooh, and it's, it's the same thing same way with friends it's the same way with family members too because like people are watching people are listening and what you say can become inner thoughts and can become like self-critical thoughts to other people so just be mm-hmm. careful what you say and i'm gonna say this people like you said about friends like um when they used to say oh zebra legs and they were your friends so you didn't really take it to offense but it stuck with you and I'm not saying friends can't tease, whatever, but I think for people who are, like, not friends or associates to say certain things, I don't know why people are this bold mm. to say certain things and think it's a joke. Y'all need to stop that because there's, we all have our inner circle where certain things, like, if Ellie said one thing to me and I'm like, ha, 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 versus someone who I don't really know that well says the exact same thing, that's going to be a problem. Like, so you just need to know your relationship with people in order to know what to say. Oh, my, every time I think about this story, secondhand embarrassment, and Ellie, you were there. I don't know if you remember. Oh, tell me the story. (laughs) Tell me this. We went to NOLA. Oh, God. And then, I think you know what I'm going to say. I don't know. Say it, say it. And then we were, secondhand embarrassment for me. It's about me. And I get secondhand embarrassment just thinking about it. Um, And we were outside of the house. And I think it was one of the first couple days we started working on the house. And then we had to each like describe someone as like a character or something. Yes. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And what's his, I'm not gonna say his name. I'm not gonna say nope. his name. But you don't remember what get he too. said? Mm. Yeah. what he said about me? Uh-huh. And then everyone was kind of like, Yeah. Did but he you really know, just say that. What was wrong with him? I I'm didn't say. I'm not gonna say his name. That's what he said. So we had our um. We went to New Orleans for a service trip, and the, the group leader, he we had to describe people in like characters or whatever. And he called me a raging hippo. And when I tell you... Everyone's face just... Face... Pause. Like... It was an icebreaker. I'm literally getting goosebumps and chills right now thinking about it. We all had to say things that reminded us of, like... Of the person. Of the person. And then, whenever everyone's face was like, what the fuck just happened... And you know it's kind of like, okay, that's embarrassing. But when other people realize how embarrassing that is for you, it makes it better, but it also makes it worse because you're just like, everyone thinks like, what the fuck? And then when someone goes, why would you say that? That makes it even 10 times worse. 10 times worse. And and I'm I'm laughing because I just, to this day, I don't understand. I am. And I was just like, and then everyone, and he could tell it got awkward as hell. And he was like, no, not like that. 
but you're you're like your personality you're like you know and i'm just like it's not making it better shut up shut up okay shut up so yeah and that was kind of a little bit of an ongoing joke throughout the trip here and there and i was just kind of like i when i tell you to this day like these were not your close friends so um, coming even, from but even my close friends wouldn't say anything like that, let alone someone who's not. And I'm just like, God, yeah, we just need know. to be just let's be smarter <laughs> on what we say. And yeah, we just, just be, be smarter. Yeah, as you can, and, we're still flabbergasted. We still don't have words yeah. to explain that situation. Years later, three years later, I'm still, I'm, I'm like, still like, I don't um, know. I still don't get it. Um, so yeah. when I think of insecure, um, insecurities, I think of insecure. The show, you mm-hmm. watch it, right? So, yeah, I, dude, I've only seen the first episode of the season. I have not. Oh yeah, caught up at all. I, but I heard it's boring. I really. That's what I heard. I don't know. I haven't caught up. I only seen the first um, episode too. Yeah. And I just think of Issa, how Issa's always in her head and she's like talking, you know, and we, yeah. Tati and I have always said that we're like Issa. Like ever since growing up, if you know me, Tati and I are like um, only child. So mm-hmm. I completely understand when Tati's like, she used to talk to herself about how she's yep. going to act around yep. other people. Especially in the shower. Yeah. And you and just have the scenarios in your head and you just like, yeah. So mm-hmm. when Issa be in the mirror talking to herself and like she'd be singing and rapping, I'm like, yo, Issa is really me. And just I like, I feel it. I feel mm-hmm. it. And um, I really, the show does a really good job in like portraying um, like her insecurities and stuff yeah. and how how your self um, critical thoughts can really impact you just like yeah, you in her relationships and everything her career so mm-hmm. I remember um, we were on the live the other day not the main question Monday live but we had a live before that and then we were talking about I don't know how that came up but this whole situation with Issa talking to herself and we were just like ladies when you about to shoot your shot about to talk to a guy go on a date whatever just look in the mirror big yourself up play some act up in the background and then you know take a shot and you're good sometimes mm-hmm. you just gotta you just gotta your insecurities are nothing you cannot beat you mm-hmm. cannot overcome you just gotta look yourself in the mirror and be like i got it mm-hmm. period period and move on period well we had a whole structure for this episode i don't even it just kind of went out the window which is fine i love when it goes like that um <laughs> So we kind of talked about one of the questions, who contributed to your insecurity? But do you blame, can we blame those people? Like, can we put fault in them for how we turned out in terms of being insecure? Um, I don't, I don't blame them, but um, I think that- I hold it, you accountable. Yeah, I hold them accountable. And also like, it really taught me of um, how to really love myself too. Because when I think about it, if, I, I know that people, you can naturally just love yourself, but think about if there were things that you, you didn't love about yourself and you didn't have to learn how to love yourself, right? So mm-hmm. I, I really mm-hmm. learned how to fall in, fall in love with the things that I'm not too happy with or the things that yeah. I need to work on. So um, I don't blame them. I hold them accountable because most of the people, um, besides the, the, the ignorant black, black boys that used to make mm-hmm. negative comments, um, even though I used to know that, even though I knew them really well, but they weren't my close friends, but like family mm-hmm. members that have made negative comments and stuff like that. Um, y- you know, it's just like, I, I don't blame them. They, they don't know any better. You know, like I said, you don't know what others are going through. And sometimes people just try to bring you down. Yeah. Um, and it's, it made me learn of how, you know, some hurtful things I shouldn't say to other people because mm-hmm. I don't want to portray that negativity and to bring, um, like insecurities onto them yeah 
I, I agree with you. I don't think you can blame them, but I definitely will hold them accountable. And to be honest, like the cliche term, your haters are your biggest motivators. Like there's times I'm working out and I just dead ass want to be like, fuck this shit, I'm dead. But there's certain people that I think about that I'm like, oh, no, because when I see you, I'm going to need you to realize, oh, you're going to see me? <laughs> Here you I see this? You, know? you see this? Okay, blow up. Okay, loading. You see so, it. You, you know, see it. <laughs> you got to just use all of that as your fuel, as your gas to just keep on going and keep pushing. And get to, And like not saying you're doing it for other people, but let's be honest for human. I'm doing it for myself, but I'm also doing it for other people. I'm doing it for you to see who this is right here see that the little girl I once was or the teenager I once was or the college student I was I once was is not who stands here today mm-hmm. grown-ass woman growing up 25 okay period, period. period. so you gotta you gotta like I said not blame them but how, use that to just help motivate you to get to where you want to be period. so exactly yeah. And then I was gonna. Next question was gonna be: Can you learn to live with an insecurity, or do you always have to overcome it? I don't think you always have to overcome an ex- insecurity. I think like kind of like what you said, like you know, it kind of helps like with the self love. Like you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you have to learn to live with certain things. And I think it's always good to work on your insecurities. But let's say I lose how much ever weight I want to lose, and I get to my ideal size. And then without having that insecurity of being bigger, I could easily go back. You know right. what I mean? But knowing that I once dealt with that, that's going to keep me more in a mind from like, yo, you already know how you used to feel when you were, when you looked this way. Not saying there was anything wrong, but you've come so far. Why mm-hmm. would you want to bring yourself back into that? Not even physical unhealthy state, but emotional unhealthy state. You right, know what right. I mean? So mm-hmm. using your insecurities, I think it's always... I, insecurities are bad I think it's only bad when you don't know how to deal with them you don't know how to process them I mm-hmm. think insecurities can add certain benefits to your life so I don't think it's always necessary to overcome them I do think you can learn to live with insecurities in a positive way right and I there's some insecurities that everyone there's some insecurities I probably will never know that some mm-hmm. other girl um, has dealt with or somebody else is dealing with because just the way that they're brought they were brought up their childhood so some insecurities I do believe are harder to overcome where you just have to live with them and live with them when the fact of just always working towards overcoming it, but it might yeah. take longer. But I do believe at, um, um, it's, it's, um, in the beginning, like when Tati said, I didn't think you can overcome really insecurities. You just have to live with them, yeah. but it really showed me that you can overcome your securities insecurities by just really learning how to deal with it live living with it and then um reaching the point where you learn to love um your insecurity yes yeah so you can can, you can love your insecurity i think you can because i used to be insecure about the birthmark on my forehead and like now whenever i get my makeup done professionally oh do you want to cover i'm like no like let it show Mm -hmm. that's me it's part of who i am i love it that's that's me they used to call me harry potter like (laughs) i'm gonna take that harry potter scar like i love it (laughs) it is what it is so yeah, um, like I said, insecurities are can be positive when you learn how to deal with it and you learn how to use it in order to get you into a more positive state. Yeah, and um, I would say that it's important that um, every day that, like, this was actually really good, I would say, for me because I really got to self-assess myself again and really mm-hmm. look back on all the insecurities that I actually overcome where I, you know... I, I, I overcome them without not even knowing. I just mm-hmm. moved on and didn't even think about it. So it's really important to 
Um, I would say the first thing when it comes to insecurities is to forgive your past, whether it's like the people who you said you wouldn't blame, whether you do blame them, but whether uh, just like um, if you hold them accountable, if you blame them, just um, really just forgive what they said and just move past it and just really focus on yourself. And I would say the second thing also when it comes to insecurities is that you really don't need somebody's approval. I will say it again. I think I've said this over and over and um, the self-love episode, you really don't n- need somebody's approval to tell you how great you are, how how you look, how beautiful you are, and anything. Mm-hmm. You you know how beautiful you are. You can portray that um, that positive image in yourself, and you don't need somebody else to um, portray that for you. Sometimes, yeah, it is great like, having somebody tell you, yo, damn, girl, you look good. Yeah. Like, damn, girl, that ass is getting fat. Ah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh damn girl you getting thick ah. yeah but listen you know you can hype yourself up i yo listen let me tell y'all so um i'm working on taking some grad pictures and i mm. have a dress that didn't fit me two years ago it was a little too big for me and i i was going through my drawer looking for dresses and tati know this because i was like um trying to say i was telling tati and my other friends how i needed to help picking up dress finding a dress and I found this dress and it didn't fit me two years ago. I actually bought it for um, the New York trip mm. um, for my birthday. And I tried it on. I was like, you know what? I'm going to try this dress on. And girl, mm. <laughs> it, mm. it hugs. It, it hugs. It hugs. Hey. It hugs. I was like, getting hello. thick on them. I was getting looking thick at the, on them. Getting thick on them. I was looking in the mirror like, oh, hello, booty. Hello okay. there. <laughs> so um yeah it's just important to really um learn to love yourself and you know give yourself time for your insecurities and um overcoming them and that you don't need somebody's approval and really just learn to move past the past and um Mm -hmm. forget what others say other people have said amen amen i just i think we hit all the (laughs) we went beyond the topics i wanted to hit so that is it on this episode on being insecure. Um, the one of the last things um that we're gonna mention. So I picked the quote of the day, and it mm-hmm. says, "Insecurity kills all that is beautiful." Yeah, and I think, like I said, when you have an insecurity and you do not let work on it in a positive way, you don't overcome it. You just let it sit there and sit there and manipulate your mind. It is killing every other beautiful aspect you have mm-hmm. because you. That one little thing that you don't like is now overshadowing the a thousand things that make you beautiful and that makes you who you are. So mm-hmm. I, like I said, we're all human. We all have insecurities. But please do not let that take away from everything else, all the beautiful. Don't, don't hide things. it in the, what'd you say in the minute? It was like the Pringle ba- box bag. That yeah, the don't, hide in. In the don't hide box. it in the Pringle box. And all you can see is like the, the head, just like, let show you show who you are love who you are be who you are don't worry about um don't worry about like what other people think um if there's if i'm good enough just work on yourself Mm -hmm. work on this i know it's hard um especially nowadays with the generation we are with instagram like um the likes and the retweets but if there's nothing more beautiful than someone who's working on them Mm -hmm. and whether it's whether it's your insecurities and i'm not saying that the insecurity you have is not an insecurity not to have. Whether whatever insecurity you have, just work on it. 
just work on it and just work on you and just work on loving yourself period for that one insecurity there's a hundred other beautiful and positive things you have things about you exactly so don't let that I've, one thing shadow the I've thousand some, beautiful things you know and there's sometimes have you ever met somebody you can see their insecurities like just talking to them you can actually yeah. see their insecurities yeah. i've met some beautiful girls like beautiful and you can just see their insecurities where it's like tati talked about you don't um in the beginning where with her like friends she didn't know how to be mm-hmm. it's just like they're just like you can tell they're uncomfortable with who they are and just like yeah. wow girl you're beautiful just be comfortable yeah just be comfortable oh, and yeah. i've met some guys who are just like um great guys great guys attractive men but they're uncomfortable um you can tell that their insecurity is their body right or like mm-hmm. um or like you can tell like their insecurity either is their face but they're they're attractive but like sometimes you can really tell their insecurities people's insecurities really show sometimes what i'm trying to say um and i think this is why it's important like we said in this episode is to speak positive like positive um even though we said approval we don't need approval but it's it's important to speak positive um positive what we say positive positive words words positive words to other people Mm -hmm. because they need it they do they definitely do well guys last thing (laughs) melanin monday of course Mm. so i just want to say and me and ellie had a conversation about this like and i'm not gonna lie beginning of quarantine i was just kind of like don't know how this is really gonna affect the podcast like you know shit's you know but we just started now not that we're gonna have to take a sit down but we just not gonna be the same blah 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 but because of this quarantine like i said ellie and i have resorted to other creative ways to still communicate with you guys through the lives through the contest through the man crush money things like that and through that, I feel like we've definitely made connections a lot, a lot um, of other people who are in the creative space that we necessarily wouldn't have done if everything went normal. Mm-hmm. So don't let quarantine bring you down. Just reinvent what you're trying to do and, you know, be able to do it in different ways. So with that being said, so we have met this person who's our melon. I think he's our first male melanin monday yeah first male melanin monday hey shout out shout to out, you. To, shout you. out <laughs> to you <laughs> so i love seeing Arnold. black men. like i you'll hear in all the previous episodes <laughs> i love seeing black men just doing it just being themselves doing what they love there's nothing more amazing there's nothing more attractive and i i love supporting it i just love supporting it so, well, shout out to you. Shout out to you, Black men. So, um, <laughs> I'm Melanie Monday. His name is Herbie Lindor, but everyone calls him H. He is the owner of Pay Attention to Detail. He also co-owns it with his friend, Chris Sigger. So, Pay Attention to, oh, sorry, Pay Attention to Detail is a, is a car detailing services. So, by the way, obviously, we know that Herbie's Black because Melanie Monday, but his partner is also Black as well. Just saying, Black owned <laughs> business. You know, we just got to really emphasize that exactly so they're a legalized llc legalized (laughs) legalized llc so black owned startup mobile detailing service that works to give clients a clean car from the comfort of their own home the comfort of your own home you don't gotta drive nowhere they come to you okay honestly i'm lazy like i might get getting a car wash getting my car i'm like damn now i gotta go there's a line and it's a hot summer day i gotta wait you know what i mean 
So they come to you. You don't got to worry about all that traveling. Okay. So they travel to um, their clients' locations with equipment and provide whatever car cleaning services that you guys would want from them. And they have various options. So they're three years in and a lot of, and they've had a lot of time to grow and they appreciate all the support that they've received so far. And there's definitely more to come. So nice. That's amazing. To detail, um, one of the co-owners, Herbie Lindor, he also didn't mention this, but he's also a DJ. A bomb ass DJ, let me tell you. <laughs> so I got to tune in last Sunday, right? Yes, yes. Last Sunday, yo, I was in my room like, Mm, you know, mm, and he dropped the compa. Hey. He dropped the compa too. Okay, he did that. He did that. Yes, I so love he, it. I was like, when I tell you, I literally felt like I was, I was grooving in my room. I was I like, know, me, I was right. like, oh my god, he's actually really good. It was like, yeah, good. It's in our room. He was, he was, he was throwing good. like it gave me like my college vibes back, yes, and it was yes. giving me like you know my summer vibes. I so know. hopefully, it's summer guys, vibes. if you if you go on our page, we will um. We will shout him out so you guys can follow him, and yeah. then you guys can see when he um does another of his um, another live. And I think another DJing. one soon. And yeah, you know what's so funny? Um, I always had a the hardest time pronouncing his DJ name, and it's only because of me because his name is Herbie, so his DJ name is DJ H, and you think that would be simple for me to understand, but the way he spells it, he spells out the like the sounding of the letter H. Like, <laughs> so me, I thought I'm like DJ Ayesh, Ayesh. Like, I literally, I'm like AH, like, okay, but it's DJH. <laughs> so, I just want to shout out because me being myself, I didn't get it, but I know other people do. That's very creative. That is just like to very spell creative. out the pronunciation of the letter H. That's very creative. So, shout out to you. Um, like Ellie said, that all his information will be on our page. We are here to support him. DJ H, if you need a DJ, go ahead. If you need your car clean, detailed, go ahead. He got you. He's the man for everything. All right. Thank you guys for tuning in to this episode. Hope you guys are staying safe. I hope you guys are um, enjoying your time at least being quarantined. I know it's it sucks a little bit, but try to make the best out of it. Um, so we'll, we'll talk to you guys on our next episode. And then this drops on Memorial Day. Happy Memorial Day, everybody.